Hey Fit Dogs, today we're talking about small dogs versus big dogs and how there's a different standard for each one. And big dogs have all stood up, rose together, and said, enough is enough. <laughs> small dogs are getting away with way too much. It's true. What's barking? Welcome to the Fit Dog Culture Podcast. We're your host. I'm Ashley. And I'm Amy. In this podcast, we talk to pet professionals and cover a range of dog topics. So come on in for the conversation. So Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. Good. Today, Leah got like 225 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Record. Almost. It, it is like doubling her record today. Yeah, that's so crazy. it's been fun and busy. Yeah, how nice. are you? I'm well. We're sitting here with my one-year-old. So in case anybody hears loud crashes or whininess <laughs> or other random noises, <laughs> Moses is joining us today. We have little Moses. <laughs> we also have two dogs because yeah. we're at an overnight pet sit. Yes. So it is a lot of love in this and, room. And craziness. Yeah. Good. The good kind. There's no poo right now, so yeah. I think we're good. <laughs> we're smiling. So, Amy, small dogs are getting away with murder. Yeah? Like Literal murder? Literally murder. Oh, man. Okay. Maybe not literally, but they're biting okay, and yeah. it's okay, yeah. right? Well, they're because little it's a small dog. It doesn't hurt as much. Right. Right. Why are they getting away with so much? Oh, goodness. Because they're cute? I think big dogs are cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Because they're less scary? Is that part huh. of it? I don't know. Like, if a dog is growling or barking at me, I think it's kind of scary. Yeah. I know. And especially, I almost feel like with a smaller dog, it's scarier in this way because... You're not supposed to hurt them. Almost like a child. If, it's, right. if a child's attacking you, you can sort of protect yourself, but you're not supposed to hurt it. And it's the same with the dog. You can't just drop kick it, you know? Right. I mean, you might have you to. You could. <laughs> but, right, it's a small dog, so people are more prone to just accept whatever happens. Yeah, and, and I feel like almost... Sometimes the owners are more ready to jump at you if you try to correct a small mm -hmm. dog. You know, hey, he's just a little dog. You know, what are you doing? Just leave it alone. <laughs> Where do you think that perspective started? Because, you know, you and I both work with dogs all the mm -hmm. time. So if a dog is exhibiting aggressive behavior, it's an aggressive dog. Right. It doesn't matter the size. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of cultural, don't you? I don't know. You're, you're just, it's a normal thing. You see a small dog almost sometimes perceived as a separate species sometimes they even have their own space in the dog park yeah right it's like small dogs only yeah and and some of that i guess could have you seen that be a good thing in the dog parks because i don't really go to dog parks yeah, I don't know because I believe in socializing dogs. Yeah. It doesn't mean if I owned a small dog, I don't. Both my dogs are medium. They're both um, 50, 65 pounds. Yeah. But I would want my dog to be okay in every situation. Yeah, okay. If it's a big dog around, if it's a, just a bunch of small dogs, mm -hmm. they're the same species of yeah. animals. Yeah. They communicate the same, they greet each other the same. I think part of that is because people know that no matter what, there are going to be irresponsible owners being their big 
or dogs to the park that might hurt a small dog. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, I don't know. Part of it could be, though, there's enough small dog owners that are like, we need our own space, you know? Yeah. Maybe they've had bad experiences, which totally can happen. Totally. And I think if you own a small dog and you go to dog parks all the time, please message us because we don't own small dogs, so if yeah. we're wrong on this, call us out. Yeah. But I just think that separating them is part of the problem with small dogs because mm-hmm. we coddle anything that doesn't make them feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. If another dog, if, if small dogs are passing a big dog, mm-hmm. owners will pick them up. Yeah. Why? They're dogs. I don't know, and I've seen it, and I think they get nervous, but also if their dog, let's say, is not perfectly trained and might bark at your dog, they just feel better about being able to pick it up. Right. And I guess on one hand, I I understand that instinct because I've done that with my babies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just swoop it up and protect it if you yeah. feel it's vulnerable. But at the same time, yeah... That might be your instinct, but maybe you need to work on the training a little bit more. Well, when Vader growls at another dog, I can't pick him up. I have to pull over to the side and correct that So Okay, so in some ways we're forced to, as owners of bigger dogs, to work on the behavior issues. You cannot have, you should not at least, have a large dog lunging at, you know, the plumber that comes to work on your house. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can go create it, but... You're more likely to seek help in the behavior department when your dog's bigger mm-hmm. and dangerous. Even though the little dogs are just as dangerous. Are dangerous. I guess <laughs> if your little dog is dangerous, it's like, oh, you know how he is. He's just a little cranky. Mm-hmm. If your big dog's dangerous, I feel like people put some guilt on you. Like, what's right. wrong with your dog? Right. Aren't you going to do something about that? Well, I feel the same about the small dogs. Yeah, yeah. Because if I see people, even leash behavior, mm-hmm. small dogs can be on a retractable leash. I don't know how long they are, but yeah. like way in front of them, sure. lunging at other dogs. Uh-huh. Well, that's like one of, I guess I would say the first things I would say is they don't have leash manners at all. Mm-hmm. Most most small dogs. Are they incapable of having no. leash manners? It's just they're not uncomfortable. When they pull you, it doesn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. So you don't even... I think sometimes you don't even think about it. You're like, yeah. oh, it, oh, is he pulling? I didn't even notice, right. you know? And then another area is like jumping. You know, little dogs just jump on people. Especially the tiny dogs. Right. You know, maybe not the more 30, 40 pound dogs. But once you're under that... In that tiny category of like 10 pounds and under, mm-hmm. I guess I would say. They just jump. I mean, yeah. part of it is because they're small. And no one's ever, you know, really stopped them for it. The same with a puppy. Then, mm-hmm. But the puppies that grow into big dogs, you eventually, hopefully, work, work on, on it. On yeah. Right. So another thing that I see, and if you are one of my clients listening to this, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking in general. But a lot of small dogs aren't potty trained. Right. So instead of, again, working on that behavior, we just buy potty pads Mm -hmm. and put them all over the house. And it doesn't even matter if they really Mm -hmm. hit the potty pads. Yeah. No, I know. I've I've been to people's houses and not a client or anything, but where it just smells. And they they say, well, yeah, the dog dog pees on the wall. 
Yeah. I've literally been to a house where someone said that. And, yeah, I mean, we're not trying to make anyone feel bad, but there's no reason to put up with that. Because they're capable of the same things of a bigger dog. Mm -hmm. Like, they're capable of learning leash manners and being potty trained and being social. Right. Right? Like, there's nothing in a small dog's brain that makes it not be able to do those things, yeah. right? Yeah, well, and, then, and if you are someone who has a small dog and works on works on your dog's behaviors and manners, you should feel way cool about yourself because it sets you apart. Like, yes. Like, it really does. When you see a small dog that's well-behaved, it's, like, it's impressive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't see it all that often. Mm-hmm. So, good for you. And if you aren't and you want to work on it, you always can. Like, yeah. it's never too late. This... This episode in particular is really to just bring it to your attention. Yeah, yeah. Because I see it all. The two dogs I've been bit by, Mm -hmm. Dachshunds, Chihuahuas. Right, right. And it's okay because, and I'm saying okay definitely in quotations there, because it's not okay at all for Mm -hmm. a dog to ever bite you. Yeah. But because they're small, we excuse it. Right. Yeah, and, you know, people won't even always call the owners out for that kind of a thing you know mm-hmm. you don't want to make someone feel bad that kind of thing I guess that's a whole episode in of itself it would you be. know <laughs> but but yeah so it doesn't always get called to anyone's attention you, <sighs> might, you know you might just throw a band-aid on that and not even talk about it not go to the doctor even <laughs> yeah so, but the big dogs, once again, have said enough, enough. because if they bit you, yeah. it's a whole deal. Yeah, they're tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we get in so much trouble? <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I, of course, I'm sure there's merits to being big, a big dog or a small dog, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that would be a blessing in the long run to be a bigger dog that gets taught manners, because right. you... You know, you get more privileges later on for being from having better manners. And little dogs too. If little dogs have good manners, once again, you know, you said if your dog is small and has those obedience yeah. training, mm-hmm. you are like a unicorn. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> but it's really nice to just be around a well-behaved dog, yeah, no matter whatever what the size. size. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Um, did you want to talk about like the differences? In the small dogs that are toy dogs versus working dogs. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we do have the group of dogs that were bred to just be doorbells and foot warmers. And cute. And cute. (laughs) But you also have working breed small dogs, the terriers, the dachshunds. Um, What was your last client? Was it a... Havanese. Havanese. All working breed dogs. Mm -hmm. So... How do you work on basic obedience with small dogs? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, the toy group could almost be the same sort of approach as the non-sporting dog, right? Mm-hmm. As, an, as a size doesn't really matter. You, you sometimes use different motivations, right? And then your working dogs, your herding dogs, your retrievers, they don't even care if there's a paycheck, but a lot of your non-sporting type dogs or quote-unquote stubborn dogs, mm-hmm. right? Breed of a dog, your hounds, whatever you want to say where you think they're stubborn. Um, they need different motivation. And like 
I guess it's just up to us to find their motivation for each for each breed or category, if you will. Um, but yeah, I think, <laughs> especially for little dogs, but a lot of times our choices are based on looks. Mm-hmm. And then also, if it is a smaller dog, sometimes we think it's going to be easier because it's a smaller dog. So um, let's start. No, look yeah. at a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> oh, what like, a what, bunch of energy. What a big bomb to let right out, you know? So like your Jack Russell Terrier? Ball of energy. Yeah. Um, that dog's not for your beginner, I would say. <laughs> I would know? agree. Yeah. Unless you get that rare dog that's just kind of a chill dog. But they have so much energy. They have more energy than a lot of big dogs, mm-hmm. you know? And they're just ready to go, go, go. So... That's one good example, I guess, of a, a dog that's so so cute and so tiny. And but requires a lot of work. Yeah, underestimated. <laughs> so let's start there, picking the breed. Okay. How do you know, how do you make that selection? Mm-hmm. Big dog or small dog? What fits my lifestyle? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that could be also another a whole other podcast, mm-hmm. but... Um, I guess why do people want small dogs? They think they require less exercise, possibly. Okay. They're easier to manage, we think, right? Um, they Is that because food. they can fit in your purse? Yeah. Is this a purse dog? <laughs> no, it's not. Let me tell you. It's not a purse dog unless it's a stuffy. And let's just put it like that. Are Pomeranians like purse dogs? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, uh, people consider them first dogs. Yeah. I've seen it done. <laughs> what about Yorkies? Um, probably they're they're so tiny now. I've they are little. Yorkies. They weren't so small. No, like that's the teacup Yorkie or whatever. You know? Yeah, and I don't really like that. But <laughs> I don't want a dog that I could barely place my weight on on accident and it would be dead. Yeah, flattened. <laughs> Yeah. No, but I've seen I've seen Pomeranians off leash in the park right here where I go okay. running that's chased after a puppy I was working with. And mm. you know, enough of that, even from a Pomeranian can be really damaging to a puppy, yeah. you know, if they're just getting If another assaulted. dog is charging mm-hmm. another dog, that's just not mm-hmm. okay behavior. And this is not every Pomeranian owner, but you know, the lady's over there sunbathing or whatever and it's an older Pomeranian and she's like, you know, Smushy, come here. Yeah. Eh. You know, doesn't even get up. Doesn't even try to really get her dog back. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that could be said about off-leash owners of all different breeds. But Right. But, yeah, so I guess a lot of people pick it based on looks and based on they think it might be easier to take care of. I don't know. Some, some people just buy a breed because their friend had that breed or they grew up with that breed. But... How should you make that selection? Small or big? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I don't know. I like big dogs. I like dogs that aren't, like I said, aren't going to get super hurt easily just mm-hmm. from playing or... I guess your house size would matter mm-hmm. also if you yeah. live in an apartment. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have two medium dogs in an apartment, but it works because I take them out all the yeah. time. Yeah, for sure. And like we said, not all small dogs need very little exercise or require less room. Um, I think you, you do need to read up on their needs. You know, what how much exercise they require, 
if they are a working dog and mm -hmm. what, what kind of training you want to do with them. You know, if you just want to cover the basics, then, you know, maybe you shouldn't get a herding dog or whatever breed you're looking Definitely. at. Definitely. Don't go in blind. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a, that was a good tip there. Because you can't just walk in the shelter and say it's adorable. Yeah. And yes, I want it. Mm -hmm. You want to do your homework. What's their energy level? If you care about like how much they shed. Yeah. Um, can you tell if a dog is more reactive uh, based on the breed as well? Like people reactive or dog reactive? So I guess you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I would say so. Everyone not, might not agree with me, but I would just say you're, you're, there are certain breeds who are have tendencies towards being more reactive to other dogs or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, what are some of those breeds, and are any of them small? Yeah. I, for me, typically, if I see a terrier, I'm, I'm going to know that they can be. I mean, but any dog can be. I, you know, golden retrievers can be reactive to other dogs for sure. So that's like Yorkie Terriers? Terriers can be, but like a lot of times, and I might say this more than this podcast, but I talk about this a lot because pit bulls have that rep, right? For being right. aggressive fighters. And I say the rep is wrong because people think they're aggressive towards people. And I, in my experience, they do have a harder time around other dogs. They love people. They love people, but they're terriers. They yeah. were bred to... Not always in their line where they bred to fight other dogs, but they were bred to get vermin. They were bred to chase rats and rabbits and whatever else, you know, they're mm -hmm. terriers. So it's kind of just in them to be ready to pick a fight or go after something. Um, they can definitely be socialized, and I'm not totally. saying all of them are like that, mm -hmm. but I see it a lot more in terriers. But I could name other breeds, Shiba Inus, for instance. Oh, or... Shibas are a lot of work. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they're small, too. They are small. Think they're going to be fun. Yeah, but they are like the energy of a husky, the prey drive of a husky. Um... And the apathy of a cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> they are a lot of fun. And, you know... On Big Dog's side, too, we really wanted a husky. Or Johnny really wanted a husky. Mm -hmm. Because they're adorable and yeah. they look like wolves. Yeah, you know? they're super cute. They're super cute. But then we started to get clients mm -hmm. that were huskies. Okay. And it was just way more energy than I yeah, would even know what to do with. For, yeah. I, You know, honestly, and I don't really have a say in this, but I think they belong in homes where they're working. Yeah, because mm -hmm. they just have so much drive to go. You can run with dogs for uh, huskies for nine miles, yeah. and they yeah. are still ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, and Shiba Inus, I see a lot of that same behavior. Yeah, well, they want to go. They mm -hmm. want to go, 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 don't they? You yeah, know, like even when they're tired, they seem like they they wish they had more energy mm -hmm. somehow. So, like, I think definitely wearing them out mentally is a big part of having a Shiba Inu for sure. But um. So what are basic obedience training for big dog, small dog, doesn't matter. What are the things that you need to work on when you get your dog? Yeah, um, basic politeness or manners, I guess I would say. You don't push me. Mm. You know, <laughs> you don't push me out of the way to get through the door. You don't tell me when I'm going to feed you. You wait. You're polite. You... 
you say please for things, and that could be different for each dog, but like sitting is a good way to say please to get okay, something so nice. Okay, so sit. Yeah, showing basic self-control, waiting for things. Stay. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I, I mean, I have definitely stay or even implied stay with using just body language, you know, just kind of a light, not to go into all the techniques, but you know, just, you're not even body blocking per se, but you just, even that lean, that very slight lean. To show them a boundary. Yeah, not to go into the whole wolf body language, because they are different, but wolves do that, you know, mm-hmm. that just the bo- the subtle body language stuff that can just help them almost just to know... What, what is expected of them, you know? But, um, yeah, I think basic manners are just so important and underrated for people, too. <laughs> <laughs> people and dogs are struggling with Seriously. Just, yeah. <laughs> Even my kids, they'll try to, I'm trying to unlock the door, and they're, like, in front of me trying to get through the door, and I just, I just use a little bit of a need. I kind of, mm-hmm. I don't have to say anything, right? I don't have to be, yeah. call them out on it necessarily. I can just kind of. Show them that that's not okay without without being aggressive about it. Yeah, that is, you know, my favorite part about doing this podcast with you is those similarities. (laughs) I try not to do it too much because I know they are not the same. Yeah. But there are a lot of things that you can use for both The body language is huge. Kids read energy and Mm. body language very well. They argue a lot more than dogs do. (laughs) Depending on the dog. Some dogs argue. (laughs) So for basic obedience, we have sit, stay, Mm-hmm. Um, Your leash what, manners are very important. Leash manners. Mm-hmm. Also underrated, or not underrated, um, they are underused. Yes. Just under-enforced, under-expected. There's a lot of, I guess, underwords that I'm using. But, um, <laughs> They're not being used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what? what's good leash behavior? Is it walking right beside you? Is it... Um, I don't know. What does it look like? Right. Well, I guess for everybody it's different. But for me, it's at the very least, don't drag me down the street. You know, Don't jerk my arm off. Like, I'm going to lose my arm eventually. (laughs) And it's one of my, I guess, biggest pet peeves. So To be jerked. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things I work on first. Typically, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to walk a dog forever. I'm not going to be excited to walk your dog if... You know, he's he's dragging me. Mm-hmm. We're going to work on it, that's for sure. Yeah. Know? So where do you start with it? Uh, should you bring treats on your walk? Um, you can, for sure. For little dogs who <laughs> yeah, are struggling with this, dogs. <laughs> how do we work on their leash behavior? Well, um, we know that dogs just naturally because that is how they get what they want and it's called the op- opposition reflex right okay if they're not getting what they want they're gonna pull you to it because it works and that's why they do it and uh, depending on the dog the individual dog and the different breed some dogs it's a stronger urge or reflex than other dogs mm-hmm. huskies for example uh, labs and golden retrievers are great pullers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're strong. Yeah. But other dogs not so much. And some little dogs don't like it at all. So they won't do it because, you know, it doesn't. it's not comfortable on their neck or their shoulders, depending mm-hmm. on what they're wearing. Um, so some dogs are definitely just naturally worse than others. And then other dogs have just gotten away with it enough, so they do it. 
Um, but yeah, just stopping when they pull and waiting for that loose leash okay. can be effective for some dogs. So if you stop, the mm-hmm. dog gets that indicator that the walk yeah. stops mm-hmm. when they pull. Right. And kind of depending on your patient's level, that can be enough. You just wait for the loose leash, wait for them to correct themselves, either come back to you or just ease up until mm-hmm. there's no tension. And then you can Do you need treats for this? You don't need treats. But okay. Do you some, need a clicker or a shock collar or yeah, a prong? Not really. Okay. I mean, sometimes... Just patience. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> you might. It depends on the dog, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes trees are helpful. Sometimes they're not. You just... Every dog's so different. This is random. Have you ever seen a shock collar on a small dog? Uh, I've seen pictures. I've not okay. personally <laughs> seen someone using them. But yeah. kind of random. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm like, I've seen prongs and things on yeah, big on dogs but never small dogs um i've seen prongs on small dogs okay not very often that's for sure hmm. um interesting mm-hmm. it, i mean it's a tool that can be used for small dogs yeah i've seen more of the plastic ones i think used on small dogs okay. than a metal one but yeah and <laughs> in some ways we think our dogs are more um Um, fragile than they are. Wait, say it again. Sometimes we think that our dogs are more fragile than they are. They're really, they're really tougher than we think. Not that I'm telling you to go out and jerk your dog around because their, their um, esophagus can definitely get damaged, you know, Mm -hmm. especially I would say on a flat collar. Right. That can be one of the more damaging things if you let your dog pull long term. So, I mean, that's, that in and of itself is a good reason to work on leash manners. So they're not hurting themselves. Yeah. I think it's harder. And I can say this because I don't own a small dog. So if you have a small dog, you can challenge me. <laughs> but I think small dog people, small dog pet parents, have a harder time making that distinguishing differences between it being my baby Mm-hmm. And it being a dog that right. requires something totally different in terms of communication. Right. So like a human baby almost. Yeah. You yeah. know, you rock your babies and it's just different mm-hmm. with human babies. Yeah. But I feel that the communication with dogs mm-hmm. is lacking. You can treat them like your baby. You can dress them up. You can buy them a stroller. You can do whatever makes you feel comfortable with your dog. But let them be a dog. But the dog communication has to be a part mm-hmm. of that relationship. Yeah, because I've even seen people like let their dog, and not necessarily only small dogs, but typically this is more of a small dog thing I've seen, dictate every area of their life almost, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, you don't want me to eat dinner yet? Okay, I'll play with you. You know what I mean? Like, or eat off their plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, some things are dirtier than dogs, I guess, but mm, I don't really want my dog eating off my plate. <laughs> I don't. Big or small. Yeah. But the dictating what you do is huge. Right, yeah, just kind of being the boss. And, mm-hmm. and you don't even always notice you just and that could be with kids too you know where you're just like it's a slow process to where you're like I didn't even realize I got to this point you know but your dog's like barking at you when you're walking through the house and you're like 
what? You know, mm -hmm. oh, you don't want me to walk over here? <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing. Or telling you when he wants to be pet and when he wants to play and when he wants you to pick him up or whatever it is. Let's talk know? about that a little more. What are some indicators? Because it's hard to identify when you're in the situation. Mm -hmm. But what are some indicators here that your dog is running your life? Small or big? Uh, if you're scared of them. <laughs> if you don't want to rock the boat. So you like, I mean, metaphorically and maybe truly tiptoe around them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you try to... That would be a huge oh, sign. Oh, don't, don't do that because the dog's going to bark. Or, don't do that because he's going to freak out or whatever it wow. is. Or yeah. jump at me or push me. Sometimes he'll push you, you know? So make really being fearful to do yeah, things. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, feeling like you have these constraints that are for whatever reason, hmm. either... In your mind, the dog is making you do them, or they really is making you do them. Yeah. And sometimes we forget, even as parents, hey, I'm the grown-up, I'm the boss. This is my house. You know, you don't tell me when I'm going to feed you. Yeah. So that can be nudging, barking, mm -hmm. whining. Scratching. Yeah. Oh, wow. Digging at you. Jumping. Yeah. Wow. Uh -huh. That sounds chaotic. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not a peaceful home. So would you say that establishing those basic obedience, sit, stay, I want to add recall, come. Definitely. I think come is so important in mm -hmm. so many different situations um, because it can be a foundation to build on. Mm -hmm. Like even on the walks, if, you're, if your dog is kind of dragging you, yeah. you can say come because that's mm -hmm. a command that you've been working on at home and have them come closer to you yeah. and reward them mm -hmm. if that's a pet you know, a tree, mm -hmm. whatever. It, it Would you say yeah. that's something oh, that you utilize? One of the first ones you want to start working on, and it's a it's a tricky one, especially in high distraction, right? You know, mm -hmm. If your dog is a deer chaser and he's off leash, then you might not get a 100% recall there. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, definitely an important one to work on and um, enforce. So, How often should you work on these basic commands with your little dog? Uh, as often as you would your big dog. <laughs> 15 minutes a day. Yeah, 15 minutes is great if that's what you can do. Mm -hmm. Break it up into a few times a day or just do it once a day. Um, your dog can do more than that probably. You're, and you're, you could get away with less some days, you know. Mm -hmm. I think training is important until, you know, the day they die. In one way or another, you're always working on something. Otherwise, you lose stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course you can ease up as they age and mature and relax a little bit. But yeah. I think you should always be training in something. Working on something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally agreed. So to sort of sum things up, we talked about what the different ways that people treat do little dogs versus mm -hmm. big dogs. Um, kind of the ex that expectation and why we do that a little bit. Um, some things we could do better with. Yes. Little dogs, training included, and how impressed we are when we see a little dog who is trained, hint, hint, so. Yes. <laughs> um, 
I think that's a wrap. Yeah, I think we're good to go. I think if the little dog people have something to say, then they can come on over to... They can bring their little dogs over here and <laughs> challenge us, right? <laughs> they totally can. But join the conversation over on Instagram at FitDogCulture. Let us know what you think. If you have an impressive little dog... Yeah, shout, shout them out. out. And yeah, you know, we love your little dogs. They are so cute and... We know that you want what is best for them and that you will continue to try to do that. And we appreciate you. Yes. See you in the next episode, Fit Dogs.